We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to discuss a meme that I posted on social media. A meme that has one person standing in front of tens of thousands of others. And all the meme says is this. Yes, you are all wrong. I'm going to tell you what my point was in posting this, and I'm going to share with you some of the responses and rebuttals. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. So today's show uh, essentially is a playoff of yesterday's. I'm going to talk about one fallacy in particular, the fallacy of ad populum. One more time, the fallacy of ad populum. And you know what that is? That's the argument that just because everybody believes it makes it so. If the majority believes something, then that makes it makes it true. That's the fallacy of ad populum. Now, you know at face value that that's nonsense. Everybody could be wrong. You could be the only one that's right. Correct? Truth is true, even if no one believes it, and falsehood is false, even if everyone believes it. Truth is true, and that's just the end of it. Again, that's a quote from Os Guinness. Truth does not submit itself to popular vote. Just because everyone believed in a geocentric universe prior to Galileo didn't make it so. We know now that it is a scientific fact that the Earth revolves around the Sun, not the Sun and the rest of the universe around the Earth. A heliocentric view of the universe is accurate. A geocentric view of the universe is false. We know that. So, truth was not dictated or determined by popular vote then, nor is it now. So this meme that I posted is a picture. It's a picture of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, standing together in mass with one person standing outside of that particular mass of humanity saying, yes, you all are wrong. And I added this caption when I reposted that meme. I said this, it appears those of us who stood nearly alone, nearly alone on masks and jabs are exonerated. Same will prove true with EV, CRT, BLM, MSM, LGBTQRA, CRT, SJW, the list goes on. The same will prove true when it comes to all things woke and wrong. Now, this <laughs> posting has engendered thousands of views and hundreds of responses. And I'm going to share with you my perspective on those responses most people are saying, good for you. Good for you. The one person standing against the many was the guy who was defending truth, whereas everyone else bought the lie. Thank you for posting this. we got one person in particular who is challenging me. Perhaps that'll be the meat of today's show after we take this break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. 
1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So for the rest of the show, I want to talk about this meme and the implied fallacy of ad populum. Again, that's Latin for an argument from the popular, the populace, majority. And that just because the majority says something doesn't make it so. That's a fallacy. Now, you know this intuitively in your daily lives. Many of us, if not all of us, probably had our mom or dad once say to us, if all of your friends go jump off a cliff, are you going to do the same? Are you just going to parrot their behavior? The challenge was, don't get caught in the crowd. Stand alone for what's right and just resist. Don't do it. If all of your friends are taking drugs, are you going to do it too? If all of your friends are uh, drinking and driving, are you going to do it too? If all of your friends are engaged in unhealthy behavior and stupid activities, are you going to go follow them and jump over the cliff with them? That was the point that your mom was making. The rhetorical question was, you're being stupid to follow the stupidity of the crowd. Stand for what's right. Stand for what we've taught you. Have some courage. Grow a spine. Stand alone if you must. Okay, that's what your parents taught you. That's what your mom was saying. And that's essentially what this meme is saying. It's saying, all of you are wrong. Yeah, all of you are wrong. Now, I thought this meme was particularly pertinent as it relates to the COVID nonsense that we've suffered over the last several years. And that's why I reposted the meme and I said, appears those of us who stood nearly alone on masks and jabs are exonerated. Right? I mean, there's an abundance of evidence out there from the BBC to CNN to the Washington Post, New York Times. There are tons of reports coming out suggesting that those who stood against the COVID lunacy, the hysteria, those who stood for individual freedom, individual choice, constitutional rights, God-given truths, those who dared to ask questions and said, wait a second, why is social media, Facebook and Twitter, for example, censoring a good debate 
why aren't they allowing seasoned professionals as well as the lay people, the people that don't have medical degrees, why aren't why aren't we allowed to ask questions? Why is Twitter censoring us, leaning toward Pfizer rather than leading toward a robust conversation? Why are we ramrodding this thing, this thing through the system without adequate time to ask questions and do research? And when you have noteworthy professionals, and again, I'm not committing the fallacy of appealing to authority here, but I do think it's a good question to ask, why are you leaning towards some authorities that agree with you and you're discounting other authorities, i.e. scientists and medical doctors and whatnot, that don't? Why are doctors in danger of losing their medical license for saying, no, we don't agree with this. We think there's more that should be discussed. So I'm saying in this meme that I agree with mom when she said, if all of your friends run over and jump off the cliff, are you going to do the same thing? It's the age-old story of the Pied Piper playing his flute and all of the children following him out of town and how the parents of those children gave their progeny, their sons and daughters, over to this man's mesmerizing tune. It's the story that we hear about the little boy standing on the side of the parade and being the only one that says, no, the emperor has no clothes. You guys are delusional. That guy's naked. The little boy was the only one. And yes, he was saying, all of the rest of you are wrong. Okay, These are stories that tell us, stand for what's true. That truth is true even if no one believes it, and falsehood is false even if everyone believes it. Truth is true, and that's just the end of it. Truth does not bow to popularity. It doesn't matter what you believe. What matters is what is right and true. No, this argument that doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you is garbage because Hitler believed that Jews weren't human, or at least fully human, and it worked for him, but it didn't work for millions of Jews. Antebellum white slave owners didn't believe that black people were fully human. Yeah, it worked for them and their economy, They had a higher profit margin in growing and selling their cotton and tobacco, but what about the human beings that suffered as the result of that degradation of truth? Okay, you get my point. Pol Pot didn't believe that certain people should survive in his communist utopia. It didn't end well for them. I've told you this before. Every despot in history had his own feelings, his own opinions, and those things led to bondage, slavery, and death. Only truth sets us free. So yeah, you may be standing alone, but stand boldly. Be willing to stand before the crowd of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, and say, yes, you are wrong, because you're not allowing questions to be asked, and you're refusing to hear answers that refute your predetermined set agenda. You're not attending to the facts because you have feelings, and you should be reversing the equation. So I'm going to read to you one more time what I said when I posted this meme. It's a picture, a cartoon. It's not even an actual picture. It's a drawing of hundreds of thousands of people, a mass of humanity standing in block, shoulder to shoulder, and then separated from that mass of humanity is one individual, one soul, that dares to step out from the crowd and say, yes, you all are wrong. Okay? That was my point. That those of us who have done that 
over the last four years. Those of us who have stood in the face of this lunacy, this nonsense, call it three years, call it four years, put whatever time frame you want on it. I'm going back to the beginning of it. And I think it's arguable that we are in the four year, in the fourth year of this nonsense. It just seems like an eternity. Our lives have completely been turned upside down. Who would have argued five years ago that someone like me, a conservative that was warning of this, was in his right mind? Everybody would have said, you're a crackpot. That'll never happen. Oh, that'll never happen. How many times have I been told this in terms of government overreach and where this woke ideology, this worship of feelings over facts, this canceling of people because you don't like what they say, this cry for safety, safe spaces, would inevitably lead to elevating safety over freedom. I warned of this before anybody ever heard of COVID. I warned of it. I said, this isn't going to end well. It will be fascism rather than freedom. And here we are. So it appears that those of us who have said that kind of stuff, who have stood for freedom rather than safety, for debate rather than censorship, for intellectual liberty rather than ideological fascism, it appears that those of us who, standing on that foundation, that basic worldview, that, that constitutional, biblical, Christian worldview, that facts matter, not your feelings, that you shouldn't run with the crowd, that radical democracy is dangerous, and that's why we have a constitutional republic, republic rather than a radical democracy. But shoot, nobody even understands the difference between those two things now. Everybody and their brother says we live in a democracy. We live in a republic, not a democracy. Our founding fathers warned of radical democracy because they knew that as soon as the majority had control of the public purse, that they would vote themselves into bankruptcy. They would vote themselves into autocracy, into oppressing the 49.99% of the people, crushing them with the fascists. They knew that. That's why we have a constitutional republic rather than a radical democracy. But nobody understands that anymore. Democracy, as it's expressed in this meme, where hundreds of thousands of people stand against the one, is dangerous because those hundreds of thousands could be wrong. They could be supporting the despot, the dictator, the demagogue. They could be standing as the Germans did with Hitler and crushing the Bonhoeffers who said, wait a second, this stuff is nuts. And not to speak against it is evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Bonhoeffer stood against the masses and said, yes, you all are wrong. So when I say it appears that those of us who have stood nearly alone against masks and jabs are being exonerated by the recent news, I'm not being pompous or self-congratulatory. I'm not breaking my arm by trying to pat myself on the back. I'm Encouraging those of you who are listening right now to stay the course, have courage, step forward, stand alone if you must, because this isn't over. This, this cultural war isn't over. This battle for freedom is far, is far from a final victory right now, because we need to fight against 
the climate lunacy, where they're manipulating the data to convince you that warm temperatures are more dangerous than cold. When you know, I've shared with you the data out of India, that over 80% of climate-related deaths, temperature-related deaths, are the result of colder temperature rather than those that are warmer. That's a fact. That's a statistical fact coming out of one of the most popular, excuse me, populous areas of the world. It's coming out of India. We know that more people die when it's cold than when it's warm. So why are we all up in arms over an infinitesimal increase in temperature? If you could even claim that that's the case. If you look back over the past eight years, that's not the case. Temperatures are declining over the last eight years. They're not increasing. And when I post a meme of train cars loaded with coal that suggests that, well, there's your electric vehicle's energy right there. That's where you're getting your electricity is from that coal. It gets fact-checked. They shut it down. Twitter shuts it down and Facebook shuts it down. It, in this sense, they immediately put a false information tag on it, a fact-check tag on it, saying this, this is misleading. Well, you can call it misleading till the cows come home, but it is a fact that well over 80% of our nation's electricity is generated in power plants that are powered by what? Fossil fuels. And two of them are the primary fossil fuels at these power plants are what? Natural gas and coal. So don't tell me that you're somehow virtuous and righteous and that you're better than me or somebody else simply because you're buying an electric vehicle. I don't care if you buy one or not. If it makes sense for you, buy an electric vehicle. I have nothing against. I have nothing against Tesla. I th I've driven the cars. I think they're pretty cool. But buy it because you want one, not because you think it makes you more moral. And how dare you suggest that farmers should be put out of business because of your concern of climate change. People will starve to death because you're putting farmers out of business for your self-righteous wokeness. So when I say that the same, hopefully, will prove to be true, that the, those of us who have been standing alone against this lunacy will be proven to be true when it comes to electric vehicles and critical race theory and Black Lives Matter and the censorship of the mainstream media and the LGBTQIA lunacy, the butchering of children, the denial of science, the denial of basic biology and physiology and genetics and DNA, the science-denying Gnosticism of the trans movement. When I say, hopefully, those of us who have stood nearly alone against this mass of humanity, this cultural lie, this massive deception, hopefully we will be proven and exonerated. Our concerns will be proven legit, and our stand against the lie will be exonerated. Because all of this junk, LGBTQIA, SJW, CRT, BLM, MSN, EVs, all of this alphabet soup wokeness is wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's a rush toward what is popular. It's a denial of what is factual. The bottom line is, all of Al Gore's warnings over the last 20 years have proven to be exaggerated hyperbole, at best, if not 
an unmitigated, unvarnished quest for power. The fact is that those who lean towards socialism as a solution to all that ails us, you're ignoring the data. You're ignoring reality. You're ignoring the, the lessons of history. You're ignoring facts. Socialism has never worked. Fact. Period. That's science. It has never worked. Oh, we'll do it differently and better. No, you won't, because the idea is bad at its core, and it will bear nothing but the same results over and over again. It didn't work for Karl Marx. It didn't work for Stalin. It didn't work for Lenin. It didn't work for Pol Pot. It didn't work for Castro. I could go on and on. The evidence is clear. It doesn't work. It results in bondage and slavery. It results in people having less food rather than more. It results in the elite living well and everybody else living in dire straits. Are you going to ignore that? And are you going to crucify the one individual that steps outside of the educational establishment and says, wait a second, all of you elitists in the ivory tower, which is becoming the Tower of Babel, because all you do is babble back and forth and reinforce one another's lies and deceptions. I don't, I don't agree with you. I think you're wrong. I think there's a heliocentric explanation for the universe rather than a geocentric explanation of the universe. I think the earth revolves around the sun, not the sun around the earth. Look at the evidence. This is, this is the march of science. This is the march of truth. And whether it be that explanation of the earth and the universe or that explanation of humanity. I mean, those of us who are standing against the lie that you can dumb down the definition of a human being to nothing but your gut, your desires, your hungers, that if you want to do it, that's who you are. I mean, can you imagine where we will end up if we continue down this path? We will end up in hell on earth. Because if people are going to be defined by what they want to do, what they want to consume, then there's no restraint left other than the masses. And if they can get 50 plus 1%, 50% plus one to vote for evil, then all of a sudden evil becomes good? That's exactly what's happening right now. Woe unto those who call evil good and good evil, bitter sweet and sweet bitter. Woe unto those who call right wrong and wrong right. Woe unto them. It doesn't matter what the masses say. What matters is what is true. Truth is true even if no one believes it, and falsehood is false even if everyone believes it. Truth is true, and that's the end of it. Have the courage to stand alone. You will be exonerated eventually, either here on earth or in eternity. Like my friend Jim Garlow says, what a wonderful time to be alive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're the only one and millions of others are standing out there perpetuating the lie. Stand for the truth. Grow a spine. Get some courage. Stop the capitulation and cowering before what is popular. Have the confidence to say, you all are wrong. Now, I had one person on Facebook, a former student of mine, suggest that this was kind of an arrogant stance to say, well, I'm right and all the rest of you are wrong. That's not what Christ would do. That's not what the church should be doing. 
And I responded back to him on Facebook, and I said, I'm, I've got one question for you. Is your rebuttal that you just posted right or wrong? I said, asking for a friend. Do you get what I'm doing here? He, <laughs> he writes to me saying that this meme that suggests, yes, you all are wrong and I'm right, is wrong. And you shouldn't post such things. Now, isn't it implicit in his challenge of my, of my position? Isn't it implicit that he thinks he's right to challenge it and that I'm wrong? Does he not understand that he just sawed off the branch upon which he's sitting? That his position is self-refuting? Do you, do you understand what my question back to him was? I didn't, I didn't take the time to dispute him point by point because it's not necessary. He spent paragraphs. He posted paragraphs challenging me for, for posting this meme. Challenging me for positioning myself as being right and everybody else as being wrong, challenging me for championing those who stood against the masses, that, that yeah, all the masses were wrong and these few individuals who have stood with courage were right all along. He's challenging me, but he doesn't recognize that his challenge of those of us who think we are right and his challenge that is predicated on the assumption that claiming you're right is arrogant and you shouldn't do that. That's not what the church does. When I respond to him and say, hey, got a question for you. Is your post, your challenge of me and all those who agree with this post, is your post, is your rebuttal right or is it wrong? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> he went on. He went on to say, yeah, I guess it's difficult for me to respond to your question. That's obvious. But I wasn't trying to be declarative in anything that I said. <laughs> I said, well, for a guy who isn't trying to be declarative, you sure spent a lot of time and ink and space on this particular thread declaring <laughs> your position. Again, self-refuting. It makes no sense. I mean, stop saying that everybody's wrong for claiming they're right. When you're saying, by virtue of that post, that you think you're right and calling everybody else wrong, which puts you in the very target that you're shooting at. Again, it's this age-old fallacy of the progressive left. I can't tolerate your intolerance. I hate you hateful people. I'm sure that nothing is sure. I know that nothing can be known, and I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. And you're wrong for claiming you're right, and I'm right for challenge you, challenging you, <laughs> telling you that you're wrong for saying that you're right, because anybody that says they're right is wrong. And yeah, I'm right in telling you that. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. When I get these rebuttals from former students of mine, I just laugh and I think, did I not teach you anything? You sat under my <laughs> you sat under my leadership for at least four years probably, maybe more for some of you. Did you not learn how to think? Stop. You've bought the lie, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you're running with the crowd. And you don't even realize that the worldview you're embracing makes no sense. It's got all sorts of holes in it. It makes no sense. Oh, you feel good about it. It makes you feel good because everybody's patting on your, you on your back. You can go buy your $5 cup of coffee at Starbucks and feel all woke and righteous. You can wear your stupid mask and think that you're more virtuous than, than everybody else for doing so. You can buy the lie of government largesse. You can do what everybody else does. You can be like lemmings following each other over the cliff to your death. 
And you can feel good about it till the cows come home, but that doesn't mean you're right. And to claim that I'm wrong for challenging you, and to claim that those of us who say we're right are somehow arrogant and should be silenced, well, then you should be silenced because you just claimed that you're right. And you just joined the ranks of the arrogance without arrogant without even knowing it. Oh, my land, did I not teach these millennials and Gen Zers how to think? I don't know. Maybe I'm the failure here. Maybe I just failed to teach them. But if I did, if I didn't do a good job first time around, I'm not going to just sit on the sidelines the second and third time around. I'm going to continue to challenge them. I'm going to continue to step outside the crowd. I'm going to continue to say, wait a second, you're not asking the right questions. You're, you're silencing those who do ask good questions. You're silencing the doctor that says, wait a second, we've got tons of data that says masks don't work. You're silencing even the BBC now who has featured a doctor saying, yeah, we've got evidence that there are cardiovascular dysfunctions and maladies that may be associated with the jab. You're silencing even the BBC. You're silencing CNN who's acknowledging that, you know what, we apparently inflated the data on mortality rates for COVID. You're silencing people in the global warming climate change debate who are saying, wait a second, the official government agencies are hiding some data. They're manipulating it. They're falsifying it. And oh, by the way, Al Gore's warnings never proved to be accurate. We're still fine. Thank you. You're silencing that stuff. You're running with the crowd and you're claiming that you're right for condemning us for being right. (laughs) I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion.